a Mental Health Chat Monday, season two. This is the series where we sit down with a brand new guest every week to discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness. Because here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. I am your host, Dieter Bionic. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in with us today. But I'm not why we're here. I am simply a vessel. <laughs> Today we are here, I feel like that is too close to my face. Um, <laughs> today we're here to talk to a very good friend of mine for what, like 12 years now or something like that? Gosh. That we met uh, each other back at the, at I hell? think I was 17, 18? You I were 17? 30 now? <laughs> yeah, I was 19. No, okay, if you were 19, I, I'm a year older than you. Yeah, I just turned 30 in January. Okay, so I must have met you right when I was like 19 or 20. Like, yeah. Yeah, we must have been like... Yeah. Like somewhere in that Like little. 10 years. Yes. Yeah, so like quite, a decade. Quite a, quite a while, quite a while. Very long time. And podcast host herself. Yes. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Anna Hearman is here today, you all. Hello, hello. I'm excited to have you. I don't know what level of introduction you would like for this. Just tell us a little bit about, well, I like to start these off the same way. Yes. Mental health check. Yes. Where are you? How is 2023 <laughs> treating you? It's, well, this episode will be coming out in Pride. Whatever. <laughs> How is 2023 treating you? Uh, okay. Well, you know, to be fair, uh, it was not great. <laughs> at all <laughs> it was it was rough it was rough mm -hmm. like um let's see uh i i've gone through a breakup mm -hmm. uh but like there was like the slow death of the relationship um and i am like a i'm like a hanger on her yeah you know? yeah so like i like let that kind of also like be a big drag and like i was having like a lot of anxiety from that and uh i feel like in this huge fight with my mom <laughs> oh god and and like you like i know that you know that i'm like usually pretty close to my mom yeah that's why i'm like um, what yeah so like all of that has been happening at the beginning of the year but then like i had this breakup i went on this like amazing backpacking trip through utah and then i like met someone and like they might be my person <laughs> like and like this is all like in the like in the past like may amazing chef's kiss yeah ah uh, so good <laughs> may great month january through whatever the month is before may <laughs> january through whatever that month is one through four mm. But five? Five and on. Okay. It's looking good. It's looking yeah. up. No, it's looking like way up. Like Yay. in a way that like I didn't know was possible. Yeah. So uh, like I think actually like 2023 is going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Because like now it's really good. Now yeah. it feels really good, right? Now it's really um, going. Yeah. So I don't know. Like stuff has gone on and I, like, I started therapy at the beginning of the year. Um, and like that's been different. Mm -hmm. um, like... I don't know, like, I, I don't know what your, like, specific journey through therapy is, um, but I was seeking therapy because I don't like to feel. <laughs> I, like, I like, like, to, I, like, I want to keep it in. Yeah. And, like, down. You bottle those emotions. Yeah, I, like, and I, I really do, and then, mm -hmm. like, it all comes out, and I'm, like, very angry, and then I'm, like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> Everything's good now. Um, and then I was like, I don't think that that's healthy. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to a lady mm -hmm. or a man, whatever, um, and they're gonna help me be better. <laughs> so I started therapy, and um, my first therapist was not great, 
but I think she just had too much on her plate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, my therapist that I have now is like amazing. And she's like really helping me like with like identifying emotions. Mm-hmm. Cause like sometimes I feel in my body. Yeah. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. And I'm like, we're just gonna like stop thinking about whatever that is. Like, you know, I'll have anxiety and I have like a pit in my stomach. And, mm-hmm. or like I can feel myself like, kind of like collecting myself yeah, yeah, yeah um and like recognizing that like there's physical properties of your emotions has helped me to identify the actual emotion so like that's like kind of like the big thing that i've been working on is that yeah um and like i never cry and like now i like let myself cry like i like i'm like you know what let a tear out girl like you just do what you want i was yeah. like you're a free woman <laughs> I have. I was actually just talking with my partner about this the other day. I was. I had a show, my some kind of quadruple feature show. It was the very first one. It had an amazing turnout. It was a great night, and I was feeling so many emotion, emotions. I was so overwhelmed, and I was like, I could cry. And he was like, You should cry if you, you want to cry. cry. And I was like, But I'm not really a crier. Like, same. <laughs> and like, not even in the way of like, I don't cry. Like, I never cry. But like, I just. It's not that crying doesn't feel natural to me because when I do cry, it feels good mm-hmm. and cathartic. But like, just because I could cry doesn't mean I feel like. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, am I a bad person? <laughs> and it's like, like no, we like, just keep it in. I just don't yeah. like the tears. Yeah. Don't well, I also like I have a like clinically dry eyes. <laughs> so you really don't produce tears. <laughs> I just don't cry. Sometimes I'm really sad, but it's like, are you crying or are you laughing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know either. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's like, it's been interesting mm-hmm. to, like, really, like, be more in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the, like, one of the, like, the catalysts for, like, even starting therapy is, like, I've been having like this big argument with my mom mm-hmm. and she kind of just like was like well have a good life then and I was like bitch I'm gonna have a good life like trust so like I you know I'm a, to be honest I'm a little spiteful <laughs> I have a little bit of spite mm-hmm. so I was like I am gonna go have a good life and I'm gonna like go live my life and it's gonna be amazing um and then I was like okay well maybe you're being kind of childish like maybe you could like fix this a little bit or like yeah. kind of like come to terms with like like her immaturity and like how it butts up against like my own like emotional maturity because like I've always between the two of us I've always been like the more mature mm-hmm. right um so like it's kind of like the wrestling with that of like she's the mom but she's like kind of not the mom yeah and like all of that stuff so I wanted to just like start therapy to like identify my emotions better be more emotionally mature myself mm-hmm. um and like be able to like talk about my emotions in a way that's not like conflict but like just like here's how i feel can we do something so that like i don't feel this way right again? right right or like this is how i feel and it's okay to feel this way mm-hmm. um and i recognize that a big issue that i feel like probably a lot of people have because like you know even if your parents are amazing which i i do have like really good parents um like we we're still fucked up yeah yeah <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how much your parents love you or how much like love they give you or how much they care for you like there's still 
little traumas. Mm-hmm. Sometimes big traumas. Yeah. Uh, and like part of that just means that like we we take that on and then like we build our armor up and we don't let those bad things hurt us anymore. But like sometimes you have to get to the point where you're like you need to take the armor off and you have to like really say like how can I be like gooey and vulnerable? Vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's been one of the most difficult things for me is vulnerability. Like so hard. it's so hard. I'm like and it's crazy because I grew up with a mom who I can talk to about anything. Mm-hmm. Any and everything I can talk to this one woman about. I know how close you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and like I literally just got off the phone with her before you got here. I was like, <laughs> I'm calling you now because you have the special superpower of calling me in the middle of recording. Like <laughs> it, it, I guarantee never it. fails. Every single time. Every single time. And I'm like uh, you know, we, we talk and laugh and, you know, but I just, there's this lack of trust that I have in other people uh-huh. that I have worked so hard in my 30 years of life to be like, okay, what is it? What is the thing that makes you not trust? Yeah. And not just not trust, but not trust people with your emotions. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've, I've figured out some of it and a lot of it has to do with my dad in yeah. that situation. Um, but there's still, you know, the forgiveness has been forgiven. You know, we're not close, but that's going to be what it's going to be. But there's still like a something. There's a something that's like, yeah, there's like, there's the, the protective coating that you have to like keep on all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that because like, I've, (laughs) I'm very much like, I don't let people in at all. Um, like even like, you know, like Ambria, who, you know, mm-hmm. and we've been friends for like 18 or 20 years or something. Yeah. And like, whenever I went through this breakup with the guy that I was dating previously and I called her, I was like literally like sobbing, like whole body. Mm-hmm. And she's never ever seen me like that. Really? <laughs> and like literally almost like 20 years of friendship. She, I like, I call it like, I fa- like I like to FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's my preference so I can like see people. Yeah. Um, but like, I like FaceTimed her and she was like, oh my God. And like, was like texting her husband and being like, okay, I need you to go to the store and get like five bottles of wine like right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know what's wrong with Anna, but something's wrong Something's with really wrong right now. Yeah. And like, but part of it was just like, I, all the way up until that point, you know, I've been doing like four months of like therapy and like mm-hmm. really like letting myself feel. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I was immediately like apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but my life is ending. <laughs> I and you know that's one thing we got to get out of the habit of is apologizing for our. Yes, yes. I I don't say sorry as much. I say all the time. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so Midwestern. <laughs> no, I'm not apologizing. Like, sorry, oh. <laughs> I've been, not oh. <laughs> you on the school trip past you. Um, <laughs> No, I've been. I have actively worked on not apologizing for things that mm-hmm. don't. I don't need to apologize for. But especially you have no like, control of. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially like at work. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't work, if somebody asks me, "Hey, can you pick up the shift? Hey, can you do this? Can you?" No. <laughs> not available. Full to stop. Yeah. That's it. Like. Yeah, I have to stop saying sorry. I say sorry for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like drop something. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But honestly, I say sorry to the, the animals too. Like, like if I well, they deserve so, it. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. They deserve it. Humans. They're like, I love you. You're the best. Thanks so you much. You me. And you're like, ah, I've killed you. I've offended you. Um, yeah, one, th- one big thing that helped me, and you know, I'm an artist. I'm mm. a performer, all that good stuff. So one thing that helped me with my vulnerability was like, 
writing. Mm-hmm. Man, there's nothing more magical than writing to me. I like I, I I'm a journaler and yeah. I, like I do I like dabble in poetry every now and then. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to like read poems like that like maybe are well known or not well known doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But I like to see like what that looks like like their poem structure and mm-hmm. then like emulate that with my own poem. Yeah. Um, because like I'm not a like I'm not a good poet. <laughs> In a sense, like I can't like think of like what it should like how it should eke out. Mm-hmm. But when I see something, I'm like I'm like oh like I get it like there's like there's the repetition there's like the part where you're playing with this I'm like I can do that. Mm-hmm. So like I like doing my poetry of like I'll read some poems and I'm like okay I really liked this one and then I'll kind of like write a poem based on that mm-hmm. and sometimes I do it in like sections and parts and that I find like very cathartic because it's like you don't have to. When you journal, you like sometimes I want to be very specific. Yeah. You know, but with like poetry, I'm like, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Like I listen back to my songs, and I'm like, mm, I know exactly where I was when I wrote that lyric. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I felt that. Yeah. Ooh, that hit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, of course it did. I wrote it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> um. So you talked a little, little, little bit about therapy. Let's mm-hmm. backtrack just a couple, uh, yes. just just a little bit. Let's check. Let's talk about. Diagnoses. Have you ever been diagnosed with anything? Um, I have not, but I think that part of it is because, like, the therapist that I have seen, because I've seen, um, I think I've seen, like, four therapists, like, in my life, um, but they're not diagnosis mm-hmm. therapists. Um, so I think if I was going to have, like, a diagnosis of something, it would probably just be, like, kind of, um, like, <laughs> high-functioning anxiety mm-hmm. or, like, low-level anxiety. Um, like I'm very fortunate that uh, I've never had to deal with depression. Um, like honestly, like <laughs> we fighting in these streets. Let me tell you. Yeah, like well, you know, like I, I, there, I think there's like a genetic component to depression because, mm-hmm. like, on my like mom's side of the family, we have like a lot of um, like mental illness there, but like depression, anxiety, some like bipolar. I have like a aunt who's not with us anymore um but i also didn't know her so i'm not sad um but (laughs) like she had schizophrenia Mm -hmm. um so like there's a lot going on where like i could be really messed up in the brain i could have some really like not very good chemicals yeah so like in a lot of ways i'm like wow i'm very fortunate that like i recognize that i am an anxious person Mm -hmm. and i have had like two panic attacks before um but like other than that like I'm like I just have like pretty like generalized anxiety and I just put a weighted blanket on <laughs> and I just lay there <laughs> and yeah. like let everything like touch me and like I feel better from that like that's like a coping mechanism I mm-hmm. think um, and um, like the guy I'm dating now Dom like we just like hug a lot and I like that really feels good like yeah. that, that like connection but also like the tightness mm-hmm. um, the pressure yeah and like that really helps with like if i am feeling anxious like i'm like oh i need a hug <laughs> like please come hug me come hug me yeah. thank you my partner's so, kind of like that he loves hugs yeah i mean i love hugs i'm a hugger too everybody yeah. should hug i feel like hugs are wonderful things yeah i hug everyone like i hug all my friends i'm like i love you. like i tell them too i'm like i love you because uh, I think like that's important, but yeah, like no like official diagnoses, uh, but uh, definitely they were like, yeah, you seem anxious, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm not anxious. I'm just quirky. Yeah, um, that's honestly what I said. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm like, it was a 
quirks. I'm just a little quirky, that's all. I'm not like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious. I'm, like, I'm exactly like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like We're all anxious. <laughs> yes, all the girls are anxious. That is for fucking sure. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about... Uh, you said you've seen four therapists. I think four. Three talk, or four. Talk to me about... I feel like people... F- shy away from therapy because they think the first therapist they see is gonna be the one that's gotta be the one right it's got i saw one and they weren't good for me so i can't go see another one because they're all the same so talk to me about how important getting the right therapist is uh i mean i would say mega important um like uh the reason that i recognize that i could change therapists uh is honestly like uh, my, like I have a huge support system in my family, which is wonderful. Um, but my cousin, who's like a couple of years younger than me, she's also like going through like her therapy journey, and she had gone through several therapists. Mm-hmm. And I like you know I was I had this therapist and I was just like we are not clicking. And I was like I texted her and I go, is it rude if I just like switch and don't tell her? And she was like, fuck her. Like if she's not doing what you need, like just switch. Like just do it because like this is their job like they don't care about us mm-hmm. like, she was like they care but to but a, to a certain extent yeah. yeah like they're required to mm-hmm. have empathy or care for us um so like that like i felt like that was very powerful advice of just being like like this is for you mm-hmm. so do what's right for you and like switch and if you don't like that person then switch and if you don't like that person just switch so i had like a therapist um like back when I was like 17 or something, um, just cause like family stuff. And um, I had like some not great things happen whenever I was like young. And my parents were like, you know, it might be good to talk about this <laughs> with somebody that's not us. Cause they were, they were like, you know, we, we would love to know what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But like some things are just very personal. Yeah. Um, and like, they're not necessarily like equipped to deal with like some stuff. Um, so like I was seeing a therapist then and I was kind of like, like once I was like done, which like I didn't go for a very long time. I went for like six months or something like that. But like after like I talked to her for a little while, I was like, I don't like, I didn't feel like it was like serving me. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I had already journaled. I like, I had already processed the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I journaled about everything uh, in my life up till 17. <laughs> I journaled <laughs> one through 17. And like, I like, I was like, I, I had already processed everything and like they wanted me to go to therapy because they were like we think like this would help you and i'm like i helped myself yeah i'm good (laughs) so like you know i don't think it was a negative experience Mm -hmm. at all because like you know she was like oh like very understanding but she was also like you just seem like like you're okay and i was like i know i am i was like i don't know that we need to like really talk about all this stuff yeah i was like because it's already done um but then recently I like decided I wanted to I wanted to see if I could mend this relationship with my mother but also uh the fact that your relationships with your parents good bad positive negative uh like how you see their relationship with uh like their romantic partners or even like their friends um how they interact with other people like that's always like constantly imprinting on you mm-hmm. and so as like a young person because my parents split up twice um what i saw was like my dad who was like giving 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 just like giving all of himself and my mom 
taking, 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 taking. And, uh, you know, I do, I have a lot of love for her, but when you have a very selfless parent and a very selfish parent, mm -hmm. and you see that, mm -hmm. how it affects your relationships, you're gonna be kind of one or the other, yeah. right? And I am just like my dad, <laughs> and I just, I give everything. Um, the way I like to describe it is like, I am giving you like one of my marbles and mm -hmm. I want you to keep my marble safe. And like a lot of my relationships is like, I'm like, here's my marble. And they take it and they go, fuck that marble. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me give you another marble. Like you didn't, you didn't keep that one safe. That marble like, wasn't good for you. Yeah. I'm like, I'll give you another one though. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was like all of my relationships, like not like, you know, they weren't, not, none of the people I dated were like horrible people mm -hmm. or anything like that. But they just didn't care, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and I was like, man, you know, I keep picking these fucking idiots, <laughs> these selfish people. And uh, I was like, I need to meet somebody that gives as much as I give. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know how to do that because I also, I'm not advocating for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying- That part. Yeah, I'm not saying like, you need to do this for me because I'm not happy. I'm, I'm like, I'm not happy. Like keeping it to myself. And I'm just like, maybe they'll figure out how to like make me happy. And like, that's all like, that's also a fault. Like that's me being wrong. Yeah. Cause like you have to communicate. You yeah. have to do it. You have to tell the people that you're with, like this works, this doesn't work. Or this made me feel this way. Or the other side, like, I really appreciate that you did that. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Um, like the, your, do you know your five love languages? Do you know your hierarchies? No. So you have like physical touch, mm -hmm. words of affirmation. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Quality time, gifts, and. I always really forget the last one. It's acts like of service. Yeah, acts yeah. of service. Yeah. So mine for sure is physical touch, <laughs> like number one, as I'm like just like a very like cuddly, uh, touchy person. But like the words of affirmation and the acts of service are like also two that I find that are really big. But the words of affirmation, not so much as like I'm like I don't need somebody to be like ah, you look so good today. Like I do appreciate. Yeah, it's that. not that. It's yeah. very different. Mm -hmm. It's it's the um, like thank you for doing that for me. Like I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that like that's a big one for me. Um, because like I would be in these relationships with people where like I would be saying like thank you so much for doing X, Y, and Z, like, oh, like, I appreciate that you did the dishes, or thank you for taking out my trash, or whatever. Um, which is, like, kind of access service, and then, like, telling them what you like. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, now who I'm with, like, I was like, do you have your, do you have your, like, your keys, your wallet, your phone? And he's like, thank you for reminding me. Like, that's so <laughs> nice. He's like, I really appreciate that you're taking the time to, like, just help me adult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Thank you for saying thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you thanking me. I appreciate your appreciation. Just thanking each other back and forth. Yeah, before. literally, it was, like a, it was like a cycle of like four. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And then I was like, we have to stop. <laughs> was like, like, finished. We've thanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that was like also something that like as I was going through therapy and I was in this relationship with this other guy, I was like, he's not doing these things like mm -hmm. his love language was like acts of service like he would do nice things for me mm -hmm. which i appreciated 
Uh, and I told him, like, I wasn't, like, holding it back. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he, like, couldn't reciprocate anything at all. Like, wow. he w- couldn't say thank you. was, like, very, like, touch-averse, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that he minded that, like, I was craving a lot of touch. And so, like, I would be touching him. Mm-hmm. But it was never, like, him reaching out to mm-hmm. do it. Um, like, cause like, I'm like, I want to hold your hand. I want to be wrapped around you like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he would be like, we can touch. Ah. And like, I would be like, that is not enough. He's <laughs> like, you're satisfied, right? You're good? No, please. And then I fell into the trap of like, not saying like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. So therapy. <laughs> therapy. Therapy helps. And honestly, this is a good spot for us to stop and hear a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Mental Health Chat Monday is brought to you by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, the world's largest 100% online therapy service, you can get connected with a therapist and a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists to help you with a wide range of issues. When I signed up for BetterHelp, I was able to specify exactly what I was looking for in a therapist, and I was matched with a therapist that suited my needs. To get started, all you do is answer a few questions about your therapy needs and preferences. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the perfect therapist from their network. From there, contacting your therapist is easy. Call, chat, video call, or text. Whatever is more comfortable for you. Message your therapist at any time to set up live sessions when it's convenient for you. And the coolest thing about BetterHelp is that if your therapist doesn't match for any reason at all, you can switch to a brand new therapist at no additional charge. Affordability, online access at your own pace, custom pick therapist, that sounds like my kind of therapy. And what luck you have, you can get 10% off your very first month of BetterHelp using my link, betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. That's betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. Now go ahead and get yourself some therapy, baby. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's video. Make sure you click the link in the description. You know how that works. Um, Back into the episode, though. Yes. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your podcast. Because it is... I feel like you had a different podcast before. Yes, I and did. What was that one? Um, so that was kind of like a podcast like about uh, some of my different travels that I've done. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, I did that with like a co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big falling out. Yikes. And it really wasn't, it honestly, it had nothing to do with me. Um, and I don't say that like being like, <laughs> I'm perfect. I, like, it was just a, like, she was going through a lot Mm -hmm. and the way that she processes stuff is by taking it out on other people Mm. and i was not the only person that was on the war path Mm -hmm. um and i was just kind of like i don't like this and so i was like look we're not gonna do this anymore i'm gonna delete the podcast like i'm like i don't really want to be tied to you in any way Mm. um and like I suspect <laughs> that she has really mean things to say about me, but I was just like, oh. I, I mean, I pulled a T-Swift. I was like, I would like to be excluded from this narrative because <laughs> this has literally nothing to do with me. I was like, you don't live in my house anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're outliving your life. You're having things go on that has nothing to do with me, myself, 
my feelings about you or mm-hmm. anything. Um, so like, I was just kind of like, oh, backing away from it. Yeah. yeah, and like, I have like a lot of like, I mean, obviously we've known each other for a very long time, mm-hmm. and Shisha too, and um, like, I feel like I friend really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like once I like like somebody, I'm like, you're now mine yeah i'm I'm gonna keep you for like as long as possible um and like i was like i felt like we were really good friends but like she was keeping all of this like stuff inside Mm. and like a lot of resentment towards me that i didn't know because like she hadn't expressed it and i was just like if you don't tell like i I feel like sometimes like a little bit like i'm a boy like or i'm like if you don't tell me i just don't know but that is just true of all human beings yeah like if you're not expressing to me that you have an issue that you have a problem everything's hunky-dory i'm good yeah i'm like like it's just like at work. If you got a problem, tell don't me. wait until you want to write me up about it. Yeah. Like, tell me in advance. Yes. So that I can either decide that I want to correct the issue or decide that I want to separate from the issue. Yes. So, we had this falling out. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just kind of like one of those things where, like, I talked to, like, a lot of my other friends that, like, also knew her. And I was like, am I? Am I the crazy one? Am I the asshole? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, should I put this on like a Reddit forum and like really see like if I am the asshole? Um, and like I kind of like I, before I even asked people, I had already decided I wasn't the asshole. But mm-hmm. I was like, confirm this for me. Um, and like everybody was kind of like, mm, no, like you're definitely not being the asshole here. It just kind of sounds like you got attacked. Yeah. Um, and so like I just kind of was like, I can't be friends with her. Uh, but I had always wanted to start the podcast that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking about it for like, I don't know, seven years probably. Because um, basically, uh, when I was in fourth grade, mm-hmm. I had a teacher, uh, Miss Kovac, and she was she was working on her master's, I think. And part of like her schooling was that she had to like kind of do a project where... Um, she had like the kids talk about like how, she, like how they learned stuff from her, mm-hmm. and so like we like <laughs> this is really gonna date me, but <laughs> uh, like I recorded on a cassette how <laughs> I like mm-hmm. talked about how I learned math from her, mm. and it was kind of like a powerful moment because up until that point, up until like fourth grade, I'd all had all these teachers that were like well you're a girl so like if you're not good at math like that's pretty typical like you're just like well women just aren't good at math and she was like okay well first of all there's like amazing women mathematicians Mm -hmm. and like she kind of like she i i if i'm remembering this correctly she only had uh the girls in the class do this Mm -hmm. um and it was like very powerful because she was like She's like, here are all of these, like, amazing women that, like, you guys are never going to hear about because we live in a patriarchal society and, like, all we want to talk about is, like, you know, like, Einstein and Galileo and Newton. It's, like, men, 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 men. Who didn't really do shit. Yeah. I mean, some of them did, but, like... Like, I mean, clearly they did stuff, but they did stuff on the backs of women. I mean, Albert Einstein never would have, um, like figured out what he figured out that would have that was like the part that helps with the creation of the nuclear bomb without the work of Marie Curie mm-hmm. like the theory of radiation didn't exist before her so like it's like yeah Albert Einstein's great but like 
the mother of radiation. Great, because of. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I, I had this like teacher that was like, there are women that you will never know about mm-hmm. because we don't talk about them. And like, on top of that, there are women of color mm-hmm. that we will never ever know about because they are never written about. Yeah. Because even in the writing of the stories of women, the focus is almost exclusively going to be on the stories of white women. Mm-hmm. And like, that is also not okay. <laughs> so like, I want to talk about women who have done things, mm-hmm. uh, women of like different backgrounds, uh, women who have different skin tones, come from different places on the planet. Like uh, I just did an episode uh, on a woman from South America, from Guatemala. And like, that's like the sort of story of, like, I don't think anybody knows about Rigoberta Menchu, who won a Nobel Prize for like her crusade to like get the indigenous people of Guatemala, like their freedom and justice for like the atrocious genocide that occurred there. Like, no, <laughs> like I would this love is to, new information to yeah, me. Like I would love to meet somebody who also knows about Rigoberta. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you just don't hear about it, but like, holy moly, like, right. Like, yeah. you know, she was like, I, my people are dying and I'm going to do something about it. And so she did. And like, we don't talk about it, yeah. especially in America where like, we don't talk about anything that, happens outside of america well yeah and we don't also don't talk about revolution no like no. in any way like sure we can talk about the white revolutions mm-hmm. but they're not really revolutions it's like mm-hmm. white people rebelling it against amorphous thing that yeah. is wrong yeah <laughs> against people who were already here living yeah <gasps> against enslaving other people like, like i don't like that's not a revolution babe yeah like i like <laughs> There's like you know it's like um, our the history that we talk about is always going to exclusively be white men's history, mm-hmm. and then if it's not white men's history, it's going to be white women's history. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's so much more than that, and like the interconnectedness of like all of these different women's movements that are happening in every continent except for maybe Antarctica. Though there are people there. Yeah, there there's at like least five, two. There's five yeah, people at least, there. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they probably have, like, stuff going on, I would think. <laughs> but, like, it's there's, there's so much that women are doing, they're attempting to do, that they're trying to just, like, help other people. Um, like, one of the uh, books that I read that I thought was really powerful was... Um, Oh, fuck. I don't remember what the book is called. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, But, like, so it just talks about, like, the data gap of, like, all of our data is about white men, which is, like, so toxic, especially in, like, a medical sense. Yes. Um, Oh, God, yes. Because, like, if you're looking at, like, kidney function for people, all of our statistics are based on white men. So your numbers are going to be off if you're a black man. Mm -hmm. And... That means that if you need a kidney transplant, black men are oftentimes going to be excluded from getting kidney transplants because their numbers are based on the numbers of white men. Mm-hmm. And that is heinous. People really don't realize how inequitable just healthcare is yeah, just, between just healthcare. white people and black people. Yes, like it's a huge chasm. And people wonder why black people specifically are like I want a black mm-hmm. doctor mm-hmm. we were experimented on first mm-hmm. of all there was no t- the, and they weren't using these experiments to be like okay black people feel this way no. 
But that's no. Like they were doing experiments because they felt entitled to do yeah. experiments. Yeah. Um, and like the field of gynecology mm-hmm. is based on a white male doctor doing experiments on black women, mm-hmm. which is like something that we have to reckon with. Yeah. And we have to talk about because if we don't talk about it and we push that stuff under the rug, there are going to be generations forward from us that are like, oh, this is hunky dory. Like, this is just the way people are treated. And it's like, we don't have to do that. Well, that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. It's been that way for so long. Mm-hmm. People are just like, well, what are we going to do? It's like, fucking keep fighting. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw out every single book that exists right now that is a medical book, mm-hmm. a history book, uh, anything that is mm-hmm. teaching a student about the past of the United States. Throw it away. Get rid Honestly. of it. Get rid of it. Like, and, like, it, there's, like, there's the part where you're, as a young person, you're sitting in class, and, like, all of the names in your books are going to be the names of men, mm-hmm. and they're going to be white men, and we're not going to talk about black people, we're not going to talk about brown people, we're not going to talk about indigenous people, mm-hmm. all of that is just, like, well, we don't know their names. It's, like, but we do. But we it's do. somewhere. Yeah. You're just choosing not to do something about it, and uh, in this particular book that I read, uh, it talks about the data gap between... Uh, men and women and one of like the starkest things that like she talks about in this book is uh, just like the fact that like the way we clean our streets is so men can get to work so when the snow plow goes through it's like here are the paths that men take to get to work but they're not cleaning the stuff that is so women can get to their elderly parents because that's one of the uh, areas that women oftentimes take over. Like, men obviously do take care of, like, their parents, but... But it's um, always women. But it's typically women. It's, like, 90% women. Yeah. Um, like, you could talk about, like, the housing crisis in Brazil, like, how it basically changed how women interact with each other because they, like, basically took all of these people out of, like, their uh, like their social circles because they are like, we want to build stuff here, so you're going to move into this other apartment, which is kind of, like, some, like... Kind of like what happened with uh, Pruitt Ego, the projects buildings that were up in North County a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like um, like in Chicago, like Cabrini Green. Yeah. Um, and like... Gentrification. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like there is the, the gentrification that happens severely affects women mm-hmm. almost predominantly, where men are kind of like, well, I have a car, I can get to where I need to go. Like if I move, like whatever, like mm-hmm. she'll still be home to take care of the house. Right. Um, so like there's all this... Like, nuanced stuff that, like, I think men don't necessarily know unless they're educated on it. Um, and it's, like, those are the things I want to talk about is, like, look at what women can do, first of all. Like, they can do, like, really fucking amazing things. Yeah. Um, like, you know, one of the women I talked about is, uh, like, a Jewish resistance fighter and like, the Nazi-occupied uh, Netherlands. And, like, she did amazing work. But, like, in reading about her, I read about uh, several women that were... Uh, like the resistance fighters in like Poland and in Paris and in the Netherlands and it's like you don't hear about the women like there's no movies about mm-hmm. the women um, you, like you get uh, Saving Private Ryan it's like explosions and Ooh, men being heroic and there's yeah. like not a single conversation between two women <laughs> yeah at all and that's not like even if, if there I don't even know if there is women there's got to be like at least one woman that I haven't watched it I in don't a long think time. there are any women in that movie yeah there might not be um but wow like, I didn't even think about that well, if, like I mean one of my favorite movies 
like one of my favorite series of all time is like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you like the whole series, two women talking to each other. It's like like a mom to like a child, and that's it. That's it. That's like it. Other than that, there's no women interacting with other women. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the movies, but I'm also like, you did a huge disservice. Yeah. Because like women's stories matter. So that's that's what the pod is about. <laughs> I. First of all, thank you for the work you're doing. <laughs> First and foremost. Tried. <laughs> yes. Um, I will obviously link all that down below. Um, but I want to talk. I brought up the podcast because mm-hmm. I know for me doing this podcast is very healing and cathartic. Yes. So how does that, how does the work you're doing, the absolutely fabulous and amazing work you're doing, <laughs> how does that affect your mental health and how does that imprint on you so like some of it is difficult Mm -hmm. um just because like oftentimes women's stories are going to be marked with uh like either emotional abuse physical abuse Mm -hmm. sexual abuse um like women live with that every day like the threat of that but also like oftentimes they are just living in these situations where like they are affected by these things Mm -hmm. um and like because I'm reading about these women and I'm like having to take in a, like I'm taking in their life. Yeah. Um, like that part can be very hard to where like sometimes I like set it down. Cause I'm like, oh, like girl, you like you went through yeah. some stuff. Um, and like my most recent episode was on Anne Sexton, who's mm-hmm. like a very complicated subject because while she wrote like this beautiful amazing poetry mm-hmm. and people like really championed her when she uh when she killed herself afterwards um they kind of like released some stuff posthumously and it was kind of uncovered that uh she was uh not like directly sexually abusing her daughter but like there was like some stuff that was like very not okay mm-hmm. and you know the reality is like if she had been a man she would have been canceled like this yeah. would not have been um something that like would have that we would have like chosen to overlook but she had all this like trauma in her life and that trauma went on to how she was re-traumatizing her own children uh because like she didn't know better mm-hmm. part of it um and like maybe she did know better but she just didn't know how to get out of like that cycle and like right. So that, like, I was like, ah, it's so hard to, like, you have, like, somebody that you want to be, like, here's, like, the positive stuff. But also, it's like, I have to talk about the you negative stuff. You have to stuff talk about that, I think. Because we're all dealing with the negative stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, par- yeah, part of it, sometimes I, like, I'm like, okay, like, we gotta set this down for a minute and just, like, kind of, like, think on this. And part of it is, like, how do I present this information? Mm-hmm. Um because, like, ultimately, like, we are all flawed. Mm-hmm. We're flawed people. Um, so, like, even if you're presenting, like, the best version of yourself, um, like, you still have, like, these kind of, like, deep flaws that you're always going to be, like, dealing with. And it's just, like, how do you get over that? So, I, I try to, like, present things in a way that, like... You're the neutral party. Yeah. Like, take this information as you will. You don't have to love her. Mm-hmm. But it's important to know her. Yeah. So, because, like, she was, like, part of, like, pushing the first wave of feminism into the second wave mm-hmm. of feminism. And, like, that's a that's a big role. That's a big 
person to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like, I, I really struggled with like that episode. Cause I also, I just didn't know. <laughs> that was the other part is like, I had no idea. Yeah. All I knew is that, like, you know, she wrote a lot of poetry. It was like very powerful stuff. People really, they were, well, they were either into it or they were like, women don't talk about this. Um, but yeah, so I was like, this is like, this is a, ugh, like it. It's like a yeah. good episode, but like, oh, it but makes like, you feel bad. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like, so the, the, the part that I have to deal with is like kind of removing myself from their life too, after like having like taken all of this in and then I'm like, Oh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about with my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot to unpack this week. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. I hope you're ready for a long session. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, I find that same kind of thing with this and, and hearing everybody's story mm -hmm. and especially when it's family or like somebody yeah. that I've been close to for a long time. Um, and when I go back and watch them, because I do edit these myself, <laughs> um, you go back and watch and you listen and you uncover things that you didn't even, that you heard in the moment that you, but you, didn't process. But you were like, yeah. And then I'm like, shit, <laughs> good God, what is life even about? <laughs> it's. I don't think people realize how difficult making a podcast is and like how... No. Especially when you're doing work like talking about mental health or delivering this information about women that nobody knows, that nobody is even taking the time to look up. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, oof. it's a lot of work. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it's a lot of work because like all the stuff that you have to do, just like even like in the preparation, but also like the post mm -hmm. too. And then you're like listening to it back, and you're like. Did I really sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> is is like, that my Is that voice? my voice? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Eartha Kitt. And, um, what's that movie, Emperor's New Groove, when she gets turned into the cat? She's like, is that my voice? <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, your other podcast was about travel, and I know mm -hmm. that you travel a lot, and you can yes. open the episode talking about your mm -hmm. trip backpacking through Utah. Yes. Talk to me about how travel affects you and how it has opened you up because you're so well traveled i i mean i like i when i grew up uh like when my parents were together they didn't have like a lot of money but they you know they did a lot of stuff with us like that was like the cheap stuff mm -hmm. um, like so we would like go camping all the time i love to camp like me and my dad would go like spelunking and caves and mm -hmm. stuff and we would just like hike all over and like i guess like like a big thing for me, especially like a lot of my traveling is to like go out and be in nature. Like yeah. I would say, like my favorite thing to say is like I'm gonna go worship at the altar of Mother Nature. That's like that's what I want to do. Like I, yeah. When I drive through the mountains, I sob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I drive through the desert, I sob. <laughs> like if it's if I'm somewhere beautiful, like if I'm in a rainforest, sob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like because it's like there's so much beauty mm -hmm. in the world and like from a young age it was really like instilled in me like the respect for nature the fact that like you can be out in nature and like not have all of this mm -hmm. I, the the noise the distraction yeah. 
Um, and you can like, you can literally just like, <laughs> you can be your most goblin self, <laughs> you know, like you can just like, if you, if you're camping for a weekend, like you don't have to take a shower if you don't want to you yeah. can be stinky. Cause you're going to be stinky the next day anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sweat and you can just jump in a river or whatever. Um, so like a lot of like the times that I'm traveling is like, I want to go to a place where I can find like that really like deep beauty mm-hmm. and like to be fair everywhere i've been i'm like city like out in the wilderness doesn't matter i'm always like i can move here (laughs) like i went to la and i was like i love la i'm like you can see the mountains you got the beach there's water there's Mm -hmm. drugs (laughs) i like i have a friend that lives out there and like i you know i like california is one of my favorite states um like i've been all over europe and like all of europe is really pretty Europe is really walkable, which mm. um, is, like, really good for me because I, like, part of my traveling is, like, also, like, I'm moving my body a lot and mm-hmm. I'm, like, really in tune with my body. Um, and then, like, all of my hiking trips, because uh, like, I've done, like, the Smokies, I've been up in Wyoming and Montana and uh, I've been in California and I did the Grand Canyon. I go hiking and, like, I've gone hiking in Mexico and, like... I like being out there's something about the color green mm-hmm. like when you see it your body makes happy hormones yeah I'm not sure which ones but like I'm not sure if it's dopamine or serotonin but like something happens where like good stuff green's my favorite color so yeah. I get it yeah it's like you you go out in nature and then like all of a sudden like you do feel better you mm-hmm. know um so part of it is like I just I want to be out in nature I want to just like love nature i want to like be in it um and like i am not a super phone person like you know i have like i have all my social media and stuff like that um and like i use it like with a good amount of frequency but i like i just post stuff and i'm like into the universe you are (laughs) goodbye yeah so like when i go like on this particular trip that i went on um it was like a four-day backpacking trip so we like hiked into the gulch camped down in the gulch we had to like hike our food in um you had to we had to hike our solid waste out which i had never done before so you like literally had to like poop in a bag oh god and like wrap it up and like carry it out and i'm a good pooper so like my bag was heavy (laughs) (laughs) very regular over here i was like i am healthy i would like i literally had to ask like another like she was like not regular and she's like i got an extra bag and i was like fucking give it to me i was like i need this and <laughs> like all the food i hiked out i still brought all that weight out <laughs> packs were the same going out and coming yeah, in like, I, like everybody was like your bag is so heavy and i was like it's just shit guys it's, it's just so all much <laughs> yeah oh my god but like it's like four days no service mm-hmm. i like i had my phone so i could take pictures but like i just put it on airplane mode which my phone lasted four days no charge on airplane mode Holy so, like shit. that's wild right mm-hmm. and i brought like my fancy camera because i love to take pictures um but they like don't do it justice of course mm-hmm. uh, other than like just being there for real but there's like something about it's like you're down like you're you're walking the earth you're in the water mm-hmm. like mother earth is there with you like you can feel like the wind you can feel like the heat on your skin like walking through the water uh like just like literally like just sitting like in like like on a sandy side or like sitting in the dirt and you're just like eating like hummus and (laughs) like 
I don't know. There's just like, there's something about it that's like very healing mm -hmm. in a way that like, like I'm, it's like not an experience I would get from like talking to a therapist. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm like, I, my body is strong. Mm -hmm. My body is capable. Like she's taking care of me and I'm taking care of her. And like, that's, that's the thing I love about like nature and like getting out there. And like, I went to camp for five years where I was like, uh, I would be away for like a month for my family. Mm -hmm. And one of like my very good girlfriends from camp, she's also like a really big hiker. She's like still here in St. Louis. Um, but like we still stay like connected on Instagram and stuff. Cause she does, uh, she's part of the black people hiking group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so she does like a lot of stuff with them and like, we're always like, I love your trip. I love your trip. And she's like, I feel so healed. And I'm like, I feel so healed Yeah. because it's like, it, it is true. If, if you enjoy it, mm -hmm. it's so healing. It's like such a, it's powerful. I've only ever been on one true hike. Oh, I could take you hiking. <laughs> and it was fine. My coworkers have wanted to start a hiking group now that the weather's starting to get better. And like, well, now it's turned. I'm well, like, now it's, it's too hot. It's too late now. Yeah. They're, they're like, are you going to come? And I'm like, Sure. Um, I, and it's because I'm opposed to hiking because I like being out in nature as well. And yeah. like part of being black is not being outside. <laughs> you know, we don't do that. But also like that is that's like that's something that white people have like also enforced. Yeah. Oh, in yes. A, absolutely. A, yeah. Disgusting way. Yeah. And yeah. I've been actively working against yeah. that. Like that's one thing mm -hmm. where I like being outside. I like yeah. being in nature. Mm -hmm. I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. I'm not going <laughs> to camp. I'm just, that's going to, that's a <laughs> hard cabin, pass though. for me. Cabin community. Cabin, absolutely. Yeah. If little, there is bed, running water and it, yeah, toilet? I just need a shower and a toilet. Yes. <laughs> and a bed. Shower, toilet, bed, and walls. <laughs> and walls. <laughs> Cannot sleep outside. Like when I was a Boy Scout, I was a Boy Scout for what, probably two years. No. And I think like, I joined the Boy Scouts because I thought I was going to get to sell Girl Scout cookies. Full disclosure. No. You sell Popcorn? I could not right? tell you because I dropped out before we got to selling anything. Because they were like, all right, our next excursion is going to be camping. And we left. And I turned to my mom and I was like, mom, I'm never no. going back. <laughs> Absolutely. I not. will not camp. Like, That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, it's and whatever. Maybe one day I will camp. But I feel the one time that I was like, this is everything I've ever needed. Mm -hmm. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was standing at the oh, top okay. of I the... I totally understand now. Yeah, I was <laughs> standing at the top of the Sandias Mountains and I was by myself mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm going to hike the mountains. But it was too late in the day. It, like, If it had been earlier in the day, I would have tried it myself to yeah. like, there was an easy trail to hike down. But I also had never hiked before. It was getting really, really late and dark. And I and like... hiked. Yes. And I like hiked a little bit into the woods and I was like, I'm just gonna go back to where I was just because I don't want to put myself in danger. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to like put yourself in a situation where but, you feel not okay. Exactly. Yeah. But just walking into those mm -hmm. woods was like, oh. Yeah. And it was wintertime. I worked this in January. It was my birthday. So mm -hmm. it was like, everything was kind of dead, but it's New Mexico. So nothing's really dead in yeah. New Mexico. And it, that feeling that you described, that Mother Earth being, mm -hmm. I was standing on top of these mountains watching the sunset. And I was like, Sob. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Sob. <laughs> it, was, it was truly a transcendent experience. Yeah. It really, really, and I, I'm sure that I will have many more experiences like that in the woods, but I will never have that experience again. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like your, your first time, like, seeing something 
like really beautiful and mm-hmm. untouched. Yeah. Like that is powerful. Mm-hmm. And you like you don't get that as much here yeah. because so much of the Midwest is like inhabited. Yeah. But like when you get out in like the mountains and when you get out in the desert, it's like you can like you can look for a hundred miles every way and you're not gonna see another person and like oh, yes, yes, thank you. Oh no people. <laughs> yeah, I'm we are looking to move out of St. Louis and mm. looking somewhere like, in a mountainous region. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I wanna be no humidity, mm-hmm. no humans. <laughs> no humidity, no humans. No goddamn pollen. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I don't want to take an allergy pill every day, mom. I do. I take an allergy pill every day. Every morning. Every morning, I wake I up, and if I I forgot pill. it yesterday, and I was like, I was like, my hands are so itchy. Why am I itchy? itchy? What's happening? Why can't I breathe? And I was like, oh yeah. Forgot to take my allergy, allergy pill. pill. Yep. Yeah. Every morning. But yeah, I don't know. I think that like, if if you have the chance to enjoy it, like if you're given the opportunity to enjoy it, like nature is so healing yes. and powerful and like like mama earth is here to take care of us and we need to take care of her mm-hmm. um and like you know i'm like very much like leave no trace whatever like do what you're supposed to do like like i pick up trash when i'm like hiking i'm like i have like literally just like a trash bag that's in my backpack mm-hmm. so for other people being terrible yeah you know but yeah like the trip that i took this one in utah i i hiked solo for a little bit i did like a, a one day solo hike where i was gonna be coming back uh, to like my hotel and like that by itself i was like Ugh. like part of it was like like part of it is like as a woman like we don't do a lot of things alone mm-hmm. that's a big part but like doing this alone and like hiking alone and like i met other hikers like there was you know it was a popular park um but like i felt like really powerful mm-hmm. you know to just like like I, I hiked, like I climbed down into like a cave by myself, and like I don't yes. do things like that. Like I usually like I, I like uh, like I went to Elephant Rock this like past weekend, and like I don't climb on stuff typically. Mm-hmm. But like I was like I I had somebody with me, and I was like okay, I'm not gonna fall. Like, I had Dom with me, and like he was like it's, you're gonna be okay, and I was like I am not gonna be. Okay. I think I'm very much not okay. <laughs> yeah. But like when I was in Utah, I was like, I don't have anybody here with me. Like I just went by myself, and I was like, I want to, I want to go look in that cave. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, so I climbed down, and it was like it was tough, and like I was using like muscles in my body that like I don't normally use. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like I got finished with my hike, and I was like, you're a fucking badass. Like yes. you know how to do stuff, and yes. like your arms are really long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got this. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so yeah. amazing. And then I did a horseback ride in Bryce Canyon, which was oh God. fucking amazing. Oh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Because I, I love, I did horseback riding for several years, which also, uh, I did, like, at one point I did, like, I volunteered doing a horse therapy mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, I think horses are very therapeutic. I think animals are very therapeutic. Um, just because, like, you know, they're not good. They only, they're, they just love us. Yeah. You know? And you can just tell them stuff. Yeah. And like, they're not going to say anything. They, 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 they keep secrets. They're secret keepers. Well, they might tell their other horse friends, but like. I don't understand horse. Yeah. I don't speak horse. <laughs> I haven't learned that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I can't wait to start traveling again. We went to New Orleans last year for my partner's birthday. I'm so jelly. I definitely want to go. 
talking about a magical city. I don't yeah. know how much you believe in witchcraft and magic and all that good stuff, but whoo, baby. I have a ghost in my house, so like I have I'm not like a full like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. crystals aren't gonna make things happen I don't think necessarily but like get, go to New Orleans <laughs> all, all I have to say is go to New Orleans you'll get a whole new perspective on the idea and concept of magic it's it's not what people think okay. and the magic in New Orleans if you go for the right reasons and I say that because you know a lot of people go to New Orleans just get drunk and, and I'm not doing that anymore and that's not yeah. my gig at all uh, and that's no shade no 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 that shade that is no shade to anybody that goes to get drunk I used to I used turn to, up yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little right. more relaxed a little more, a little more relaxed. and I want to experience the city and, and I want to eat yes oh. oof the food there is so good but like the second we got into the city mm. it was like transformative it, okay. it is the energy of the city is so ancient and you mm-hmm. can feel how yeah. old it is and you can also feel how black it is and that yeah. was like very i just felt very comfortable in the world like yeah. the entire time i was there yeah the entire time it's a beautiful city i highly recommend it well i mean it's like it's 100 percent on my list for mm-hmm. sure um i want to go and it's slightly less humid probably we <laughs> but went, i don't know if it's ever going to be less humid well we went the week so my partner's birthday is may 13th we mm-hmm. went I think we got there the day before his birthday uh-huh. and we left a couple days after his birthday and it was like okay. perfect. Okay. Yeah. The day we were leaving, it was starting to get humid and gross and it was mm. like, we're leaving. Bye. <laughs> but like the four or however many days we were there, it was gorgeous every single day. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, you know, to be fair, when I travel, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I literally always go when it's the best weather. Every, like to the point where like sometimes I get places and like the, like the locals will be like, oh like you're not from here like you know what do you think and i'm like this has been like the most beautiful and they're like it's never like this it's never like this and i'm like i brought it yeah you're welcome i came and i brought all the goodness with me yeah like i went to seattle like i've been to seattle three or maybe four times and every time i've gone it's like the most beautiful sunny amazing days like cloudless (laughs) amazing and everybody's like this is not how it normally is. Please do not move here. <laughs> right. It's usually raining. And I'm like, but I love the rain. Yeah, I love I'm rain. Like, I want to be so depressed. Not, like, not really. <laughs> but, you know, a little, a little melancholy never hurt nobody. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I'm like pale. So I'm like, I need some shit. <laughs> need some protective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got a couple more questions for you. We'll, okay. And we'll wrap this up. Yes. Here on Mental Health Chat Monday, we have a motto. We said it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Turning mental illness into mental wellness. Mm-hmm. What does mental wellness look like to you? Well, hmm. I feel like if you'd asked me like a couple months ago, I would have literally just been like, like not being anxious would be like mental wellness for me. Cause like I was really, really anxious, like especially at the beginning of the year. Um, but like now I feel like very different. Um, I feel like mental wellness is like being able to communicate mm. how you feel and like not even like being succinct, just like, being able to like really talk about how you're feeling about stuff mm-hmm. and uh, like presenting that to like the people that you want to know it in a way that uh, like they can understand where you're coming from and like not necessarily like being un- like like being honest but the- without being like hurtful because mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes I'm too <laughs> honest <laughs> too blunt I'm too blunt. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, presenting how you're feeling in a nuanced way that, like, captures the picture, but, like, 
you know like I think that's mental wellness like really having like the ability to be like this is how I feel and like that being okay like giving that to somebody and then them being like oh thank you like I want to talk about this with you mm-hmm. um so like I feel like mental wellness is like gonna be you know having like these really close relationships with people that you feel safe with and that you can like tell them like the truth mm-hmm. like that's that's gonna be your mental being truthful to yourself being truthful with others um like that's that's the best like I live very like honestly mm-hmm. I hate lying I just like I don't if I have to lie I'd rather just like lie by omission like yeah. just not say anything because mm-hmm. I really don't want to say something that's not true you know yeah 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 um so like I think like truthfulness is wellness honesty is wellness love that yeah and our last question is not really a question it's a leave us with a piece of advice for allies of the mental health community how can they be in our corner um you know i think like the biggest thing is that if you're with somebody who isn't taking the time to understand you Mm. don't continue to try to make them be the person that's going to understand you right Mm -hmm. so like we're gonna we're all gonna come into contact with people in our lives and some of those people are just not gonna be where you are Mm -hmm. right and oftentimes what that means is that you're you're in relationships with emotionally immature people um or you're you have friendships with emotionally immature people and that can look like you're not getting what you can um so like if you're if you are if you you really want to try if you really want to like help somebody like listening is the best part Mm -hmm. and like really like taking in what they're saying um because like sometimes we we don't listen like we we hear hear, but we don't and we go oh well that was your experience here's an experience i had and like in a way that is comforting like you're like you're saying like here's how we went through the same thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes that means saying like i appreciate that you felt that you could be this truthful and open and honest with me uh and like i i feel what you feel like i'm empathizing with you Mm -hmm. um and like that's like that i think is more important like the actually listening and not uh i was gonna say imprinting not imposing Mm -hmm. Um, like your own stuff because like sometimes it's just like this person had a trauma and they just want to release it yeah so like if you want to be an ally just don't be like how does this apply to me be like I I feel your feelings I I empathize with you I appreciate that you like brought that to me and like that's it like that's all you have to do like you just have to like take it in and then yeah yeah like not have anything else (laughs) one of my favorite things to say to people when they share something openly with me Mm. is stolen i love stolen (laughs) stolen from um a book franchise slash movie franchise Mm. the divergent series yeah yeah they have the factions or whatever one of the factions is candor Mm -hmm. and i love to tell people thank you for your candor yeah like and like that's Beautiful. Thank you for your candor. Thank you for trusting me enough mm-hmm. to share that with me. Yeah. Because, like, that's that's your allyship. It's mm-hmm. like, 
thank you for trusting me. Yeah. That's a, like... And a lot of people, are, I feel like we are trained to try and relate to each other mm-hmm. so much that we are just like, okay, the only way I can tell this person that I know what they're going through is by telling them my own experience. Mm-hmm. And I catch myself doing it sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like... I try to I try to stop doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I talk about myself too much. And mm-hmm. I use a lot of I statements. And it's because I'm conceited. But it's also <laughs> because I'm like... Okay, I relate to you. They tell us to use I statements. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. They're like, yeah, use an I statement. Don't use a you statement. Use an I statement. Exactly. But sometimes you just have to be like, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, I I, literally, like, usually the thing I say is like, I'm like, thank you for feeling that you could trust me and be being so open and honest and like being so emotionally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I'm like... And then hug. Yeah, and then hug. That's me too. (laughs) Like, thank you. Can I hug you? Yeah, that's like that's that's like that's my big thing. I think it's like that's how you, that's how you help others. It's just like bringing them comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, thank you so much for being here today. It's so good to see you. It's been a while. It's been so long. Um, I need you to plug your podcast so everybody knows where to find it. Okay, Um, so if you want to find my podcast, it is Rebel Woman Podcast. Uh, Let's see, on Instagram it's going to be Rebel Woman Podcast and on TikTok, though I'm not super good at my TikTok right now. (laughs) Um, And then uh, on Twitter it's Rebel Woman underscore pod. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Good Pods. No, I have not. Uh, so basically, it's like good reads where mm-hmm. you can like go and like rate every episode. Oh. And like people can like comment like, oh, I really liked this episode specifically. And when they do stuff like that, it ends up on like the global feed. So oh. other people can find your podcast. And like every time you rate and review an episode, it pops up on the global feed for every person who uses it to go find it. So I always say, especially for you too, like, uh, Go on Good Pods, rate the episodes, tell me you love me. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. Um, but yeah, so you can find uh, Rebel Woman podcasts on Good Pods, on you know Spotify, Apple, Podbean, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like, it, it links to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and I have a website, rebelwomenpodcast.com. Yes. And I post like the my notes, my sources like stuff about my life if i've got like things that are going on mm-hmm. um so like that's a good place to like find out like what's up what's what's happening um but yeah it's like i i really love it i think it's i think i've done a good job so far i think so too <laughs> yes. and you did a good job because you did the music oh god yeah i did i <laughs> yes, did the music in the beginning the <laughs> i've been making a lot of music lately like i Told myself I wasn't going to put out any music this mm. year. I know you said That's that. a lie. <laughs> um, clearly, I have a song coming out on this episode. It actually will come out. My song will be out next week. <laughs> so go stream Melanin featuring Lana J. Hey. Um, but I said I wasn't going to put out any music this year. And then I got involved with the show that I'm directing called The Color Funeral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's very music-centric. Uh, not very music-centric, but there's a lot of... You can't have a black show without music. Yeah, I, it's like music is feeling. It, yes. Yeah. And we there's a lot of music in the show that needed to be created mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'll take on this task of making all this music and it has inspired me in so many ways that I'm just Good. like god damn I guess I'm putting up music this year shit <laughs> 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 but it's like uh-huh. it's good to be create like to feel the creative juice like if you're oh, feeling yeah. it that would be fine too but mm-hmm. like the fact that you're feeling it like a full dive yeah oh yeah, yeah. I've, into the I pool have, I've already like 
the images, everything. Like, oh, good. The second I started writing these, writing this music and writing these songs, I was like, oh god, I see a whole concept. I already know what's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I see all the imagery. That's how I am when I make when I'm like in album mode, which this is not going to be an album, just an EP, but. What when is I'm the difference? no, you can tell me later. <laughs> uh, the difference is just in uh, limited play or an LP is like a full album, so like okay. seven or more tracks. Okay. An EP extended play is usually shorter; it's four, uh, okay. like four or five or six tracks. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, it just it came out of you. Yeah, it really did. That's good. Crazy. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Anna, for being here today. I will it's link so all of um. The links and everything to find Rebel Woman Podcast mm-hmm. down below. Make sure you check it out. It is absolutely delightful. And um, I will see you all next week with a brand new episode. Of course, if you want to find me, I am at Bionic on everything. It's <laughs> called Branding. Look it up. And I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.